0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Glory Boys podcast. My name is Austin. I'm Darren. I'm Trev. I'm Ray. And we are your hosts. This podcast is designed for you creatives out there Whether you're a freelancer just starting out, wanting to step into full-time creative freelancing, or somebody wanting to take your current freelance business to the next level, this podcast is for you. This week, we are talking about the art of interviewing people.
1: Uh, It is more than just asking random questions to random people. But before we get into that, I want to ask you guys if you are aware of how trains work, (laughs) because apparently I was not. Let me tell you a story. So Okay. When I leave for work in the morning, sometimes I stop at the gas station and get gas. There's railroad yeah. cross, railroad tracks right across from the gas station I stop at. I'm thinking these days train it's like a like a coal train or whatever. Yeah. I'm thinking trains are mostly automated at this time. Yeah.
2: When do you guys wait? I mean, like, I mean is wait, there like? What do you a, mean by automated? Yeah, like, is there a conductor? Like, you thinking nobody driving the train? Is no, there's for about? sure people driving them.
1: This is my understanding: is that it's uh, how many? at this point it's probably a computer or some sort of software doing the work, Okay. and there's maybe a guy there overseeing it, mm, like one guy.
0: Yeah, one it guy makes at sense. the front. The computer. I mean, what? Right? I you do don't that. have to steer it. It's not yeah, like you have yeah, to. Yeah, like, see, that's do that's kind of what I was thinking. <laughs> you just start steering the train. Let me yeah, tell you <laughs> something. There's not a steering wheel. Yeah. There's <laughs> so what? A what
2: is the? I mean. Yeah, where are you going with this?
0: Well, I'll tell you where I'm going with it. I can't
1: speak for the actual details of what happens inside the train, but this is something I did not expect. I've seen it twice now. Okay. I stop getting gas. There is a railroad crossing kind of by the gas station, and the, the uh, train station, I guess, if you will, wherever he's dropping off, is down the roadways. Twice now, this conductor, confirmed there is someone in it, Stops the train right across from the gas station, and my man's just hops out, <laughs> walks over
0: to the gas station, oh, gets himself amazing. a snack. No that's way, I've loving. seen
1: it twice now. Yo, that's <laughs> sick, it blew my mind. I was that's like, That's
0: a thing you can do.
1: I didn't well, have any idea you, you can manipulate a train like that.
3: If you can, like, if you know, like, your line or whatever, and you know, there's no one behind you, they're very like, they know, obviously, what's on the
2: track and what's sure. coming. Yeah. So, I if you have, yeah. like, a time frame and whatever. Dude, you know and what's I'm funny, sh- though? That explains why, in, especially in Lincoln, there's this intersection that you go to. The train is literally there for hours. I'm not even joking <laughs> oh, you. So, maybe my <laughs> man got, got, got out to go to the like, bathroom or something. Yo, I'm going to take my lunch break right here. I'll just park
0: the train. I'll just be here a minute. Literally. Be right back.
2: I, the <laughs> like, first hey, time- man, can
0: you watch this train for me just make sure nobody takes <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah,
1: I mean, he's leaving that mug on, bro. Yeah.
3: A train driver, engine driver, engine man, or locomotive driver is what they're called, I guess. Well, Commonly so known as engineer or railroad engineer. Yeah, yeah, know. yeah. That's right. So yeah.
1: wait, where does conductor come from? That's not the same. Well, life. I feel like that's for, for passenger trains. So, oh, I think it's a term like who you think Polar Express, train, like the conductor uh, oh, yeah. is like.
0: Yeah. the guy like oh
1: yeah. he's the he's the producer yeah. of the show baby
0: <laughs> yeah that
3: i got you yeah anyway this dude, train, train blew drivers my mind dude. do train drivers still exist
0: is like a top google ask yeah. i feel like that's yeah. something that could for sure like if self-driving cars are a thing and they can steer and predict people breaking and potential car crashes wouldn't you think that they could install like one forward facing and mm. one rear facing, like obstacle avoidance sensor in the train, and it could probably yeah. run by itself.
2: But here's the thing a lot of the trains, what they have on their trains nowadays is probably like oil or gas a lot of the times, right? Sure. So, would you trust an automated system <laughs> to do that? Like, let's just say there's a random deer, for example, and it's a herd of deers or something, you know, and you're just the train just takes them all out. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds really bad, right? I mean, I feel but, like that probably happens anyways. <laughs> but would you trust an automated system to take care of the oil and stuff on there? First of all, I mean, what's the getting? <laughs> I believe the term you're looking for is a flock of deer.
1: There you a go. I knew I was going to get it wrong. No, no that's not, that's, <laughs> hey, that's definitely not the term. What do you think? The hey, what
0: is a group of deer called? Is it
1: a herd? A herd? It's
0: got to be. I don't think it's a herd. It's not a flock. Look
1: I don't think it's a flock. flock is
3: feathers, you know. I could be wrong with feathers. Ben herd, would though. be so
1: disappointed. We just had Ben on the show, and he'd be uh, yeah. so disappointed. Shut it up. is a oh,
0: it uh, is a herd. Okay, Yeah. yeah. that's what I thought. All right, yeah, that's herd that's of dull, deer. Herd. What do you think? The or a bevy or a wrangell
3: oh, oh yeah, a wrangle. Yeah, for sure, dude. Yeah, you knew that. That's <laughs> oh, what you oh, said it yeah. before. Yeah, or a bunch.
0: Right. So a bunch of deer getting getting ran over by the train. Just a bunch. But again, if you had, I mean, there's technology in cars that will. Do that. There's technology in drones that will do that even better than the human reaction time can do it. Right. So, why can't they? I mean, I feel like it's something that we definitely have the technology
2: to (laughs) do. Or maybe it's in the works. Who knows?
0: Or maybe.
1: I did not expect to see a dude hop out he the just train parks and it real quick. He literally and just
0: parks <laughs> it on the track. Yeah, I just googled Doesn't that. it take like two Hops full over. miles to stop a train? He probably
2: has it time fast. He has to time it from he, all the way back. He probably yeah, has it's like timed
0: perfectly. Dang it. I, st- I started stopping five seconds too late. Now I'm blocking this intersection until I get uh, it going again. No,
3: that's like what they do. Like this dude, angry driver forced to wait while train engineer breaks for food. Yeah. <laughs> dude, that's amazing. I
1: mean, I guess they got I mean, just went
3: McDonald's, dude. A train engineer yeah. was he wasn't letting anything get in his way of his hunger, so he stopped at a restaurant <laughs> for lunch. Nice. I had no
1: idea it was a thing. Seen it twice now. Blows Dang. my mind every time.
2: That's kind of sick. You Shout should take a picture. I feel like it's like a... You should, I should, you should yeah. take a picture with him. Be like, hey, man, I've never right. seen one of you guys. Can I take a picture right. with
1: you? <laughs> the, only, the closest I saw him was was uh, getting back onto the train. He was like walking down the
0: ditch and up. I was like... Wait, Next time you see him will you ask him trips. if we could shoot a music video on his train sometime? Yeah, I'll ask him that. <laughs> Cuz that would be sick. That would be super sick. to shoot a music video on top of a moving train
2: would <laughs> that be, be epic. Wait, real question though, what would he wearing? Are they still wearing like the, the little <laughs> striped hat? like yeah, hat. you know. No, I don't know. He's he just like
1: I don't know something. Probably like wearing a, like a bright yellow Dickies t-shirt, like with something that construction, worker. All over it. <laughs> something a construction worker would wear. Something like yeah. that is That's what he was funny. wearing. Her. But I was just in my head. I was like, "Don't, don't be messing around train tracks, my guy." And then turns out it was his train. So are you or. ready? You
3: got a rap about trains.
1: Oh, a freestyle <laughs> about trains. Yeah, oh uh, you ready? Who's
3: starting?
2: Uh. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, uh-huh. I saw a train the other day. I was like, yo, what's up? What's going on? He hopped out the train. He's tr- stopping by to get a drink. <laughs>
0: Sick. <laughs> yeah, Walking cal- to the QT, trying to get my snackle. Uh, yeah. Went over to get some Rice Krispies. It was like pop, snap, and crackle. Oh, what? Yeah. Whoa. Okay. Yeah,
3: I got a soda. Yeah, I got a 99 <laughs> cents hot dog. The two for one. If it's on a Tuesday, you know I'm the one. Sick. <laughs> that was trash. <laughs> I was trying to think about being in a QT and like what I would see, but I just, right. my brain and I spit all the bars before the episode, so. <laughs> and that's why we're now not Harry Mac. To...
1: Quick stop. <laughs> <laughs> bars.
2: <clears throat> yeah, that's it.
1: Quick uh, stop. stop. Bring the train to a quick stop. Get uh. the snacks. Quick stop. Mama. Quick stop. Quick stop. Ah. <laughs> uh,
3: I don't know. Dude. Mama. Mama. Trains. Come and go. Casey's. <laughs> QT. Yeah. Bucky's. Ivy fresh. Chels. Fresh and save or whatever it's called. <laughs> we out. R.I.P. Bucky's. R.I.P. Buckies. Did the dog die?
2: <laughs> no, they just took them all away here in Nebraska.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah, because Casey's bought them all
0: because yeah. Casey's is way better. Uh, they bought all the what? All of the Buckies. The, the Buc- did the Buc- they? Yeah, to all Sick, the Sick because is trash. Yeah, Bucky sucks. Yep. Mm. Bucky's did, <laughs> they went from the worst pizza to the best pizza if they'd, that's the case because Bucky's had like the worst <laughs> pizza possible <laughs> and Casey's has like the best pizza possible but
2: it's only in small town the Casey's here in a lot sucks no, I'd rather, I'd rather go to QT good. all day long and eat whatever they got there yeah hmm. I
0: mean QT does have the snackle. snackle I don't even know what a snackle is so. it's just what they call their food selection
3: oh like all of it it's just
0: a marketing term like, Oh, snackle snackle not like it's not an actual item Uh, it's like
2: i thought you made that word up no Uh, they have it on their billboards it's it's
0: qt is like come get a snackle that's like their whole thing if you i kind of like next time you walk into qt look at their like digital menu you'll see Mm -hmm. snackle on there
3: got it today we're talking about how uh i guess really the approach of us like giving interviews and and uh filming them it's really fun to pull people's stories out of them um, it's it's an art form I think some people are better yep. at it than others but um, yep. coming from somebody it's funny because you think like just because you have a bubbly personality you'd be good at this I actually was not um, very good at talking with people while they're on camera and I had to like kind of exercise that muscle and learn a ton mm. of skills on how to really like analyze the person um, learn them before they're sitting down and like just starting conversation, um, getting them really, really excited. I know we're going to dive in some of that detail, but I just remember having to like, yeah, it's just, you got to be on nope. and you got to be like, um, really, really, uh, have a servant heart and just really care, um, and make them feel comfortable. Um, and then in turn, you'll get a really great interview, uh, most of the time. Yeah. So it kind of depends. Sometimes you just can't even, <laughs> no matter how hard you try. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. We've but, been there.
1: Let's start there. What what can you do as the interviewer
0: to prep yourself before yeah. the interview? Yeah. So That's important. Okay. I have a question. Okay. Should you prep your people on the questions you're asking them or should you not? Mm, I go back and forth on this all the time, dude. Yep. Yep. All the time. So before I get your answers, when we started for the first, honestly, until pretty recently, um, like we would almost week. never prep <laughs> our interview subjects on yeah. the questions because- the, and the reason for that is because we wanted their responses to be as natural and organic as possible. Mm-hmm. Yep. And a lot of people, if you give them some prep, you give them the questions, they're going to write out an exact word-for-word script, they're going to memorize it, and it kind of takes all of the organic feel mm-hmm. out of that. And so, yeah, we recently have been doing it the other way where we have been prepping people. And so, what?
2: yeah, what are your guys' thoughts? To answer that, I think it, it goes both ways, right? So you want people to be aware of the questions beforehand because then they know what to, what they're going to think about or how they're going to answer. Mm-hmm. Cause if you just give it to them right off the bat, like they show up, they have nothing in their mind yeah, and then they're having to make things on the spot. Yeah. Cause I think even with creating a story, you don't, the first time you tell the story, it's like, that's mm, okay. But the more you tell the story, the more your pieces come together. Sure. The more it sounds very conclusive and you, you get a start to finish. And basically, the whole entire story. So, if you send the questions beforehand, then you do, you kind of do miss that like authenticity part of it where like they're, they already have answered this question before. Sure. Probably numerous times, but at least they know what they're getting themselves into. Yeah. I know that's my opinion on it. Yeah. For
3: that, for me, I, it's funny because you almost like bring up the questions as they're sitting down and they almost feel like, th- like, disrespected almost like oh like my the person never sent me that like they're they're already kind of starting the interview pretty upset or mm, yeah. or like almost angry right. or frustrated yeah and then you're having to like ease them down and then try to like pull this stuff they're like mad that they're even there because they're like uh, well i wasn't ready for this and people you know whatever sitting in front of a camera people get a little weird anyway and so trying to like yeah remove barriers but you're already starting with a massive one so from my experience recently Austin just said that we really never did give them ahead of time but we just had a a group of people that came in all day for two days and they had the questions or I didn't know they had the questions first and I'm like yo these interviews are going awesome and you're like yeah we like they knew the questions already and I was like whoa that's sick so for me it opened my eyes to be like you know it's still going to be authentic they just feel more comfortable in front of the camera. Not everyone is a professional speaker or um, excited to talk on camera, but people do like to share and do like to be heard, mostly everyone, and so I feel like when they have the questions, then they know what they're getting themselves into, and then it really just removes that kind of awkward barrier of hey, you're gonna sit
0: here and tell me stuff that you didn't prepare. Yeah, it gives them confidence, I think, and like you said, yeah, it gives them that they're not already like stressing out because they're wondering what the heck you're going to ask them. Right. Um, And so, yeah, I would say I've kind of changed my mind about it a little bit, you know, even over the past couple of weeks. And I think it it can depend on the type of question, you know, there's maybe certain questions. And I think that's something that we'll get into more of like, maybe don't send them all the questions you're planning on asking, or maybe just send the ones that, require some preparation so one Mm -hmm. of the questions that we asked was like can you describe to us a time where you went above and beyond and had a positive outcome for it so something like that you know that way they don't have to take five minutes and try to think up and the first thing that comes to their mind they can actually spend some time thinking about it and coming up with the response and uh so yeah we we did that and i think it went really really well. and i know
3: for like my wife or just people that like being prepped I know like she likes to rehearse things with me. So if she has something at work or whatever, she likes to h- have me ask her a question and then she likes to answer it. Or if she's prepping for anything, like speaking or whatever, she has to. She likes to kind of recite and just talk about it. And so for, I know for a lot of people, they would probably take that question and have their spouse or friend or family yeah. member read it to them and, and they can kind of rehearse. Not like they're word for word scripting it, but right. they're, they are, like you said, having time to... Um, Thanks, think boy. through what they're going to say. What did like you do like just the last like couple years of doing interviews and stuff like that?
1: Yeah, again, I I go back and forth on the two because I've seen it work out really well. But mm. for me, it's it's really all based on like the the piece of content we're making and the production of it. So, for instance, filming something like a really emotional docu series. I would rather not prep. Sure. I would rather not prep my my people because yeah. I want it to be kind of like we said before. I want it to be so raw, and I know it's going to be something they're knowledgeable or comfortable talking about because it's they're in the docu series for a reason. Sure. Um, and so that I just have found to be so good for like their personality shines through that you know, um, mm-hmm. and it it does. I mean, if you know your subject or if you've you've been able to be in contact with them leading up. It gives you an idea of how well they're going to be on camera. <laughs> Dude, what Oops. the
0: heck? I just turned
3: <laughs> check to make sure this is recording. I'm going to go
1: check over here. <laughs> he hit that backhand, bro. He hit that backhand. <laughs> just in case we keep this part in, if you're not watching, um, Austin dumped his oh, drink. He dumped time. his drink for the second time <laughs> <That's> while recording. <laughs> Bro, just that drink. No, chug this, it already. Which is shouts
0: out to whatever paper towel brand this is. Yeah, it's dude. Up a lot
1: of- yeah, I was just I'm talking about impulsivity and and depending on the production. Yeah. And I feel like I feel like there is a time, and especially if you if you know your subject and you know like for instance I've filmed something where we were filming with football coaches, super okay. charismatic people, mm. super high energy people. Those guys are great to just get in, mm-hmm. have yourself prepared, but just throw questions at them. Yeah. And thought through, which we'll talk about, but the chances are if you send questions to a football coach, they're probably not ready. No. They're yeah. so busy. They're right. so go yeah. go go. Mm-hmm. So that's that's why I say I'm back and forth because drawing from the same shoot that you guys were just talking about, it was so helpful mm-hmm. for yeah. that shoot. You have was, to know your audience. You got to you got to know who you're interviewing. Yeah. And what they're comfortable with and if your questions require a lot of thought, a lot of, uh, you know, more depth to it as yeah. opposed to just being able to pull off the top of your head. So that's why I, that's why I say there's room for both. And for me, it largely depends on your production and on the, the story, but not only the story, but the feel of the story that you're trying to tell.
2: There's a lot of factors in there. I, I think you can really look at it like, yeah, the story, but also like the time frame. Of like, how much time do you have with this person? And like, trying to figure out, oh, am I gonna just go off the bat and just hope that they talk about what I need them to talk about? Mm-hmm. Also, like, what are you capturing the story for? Of like, what is this about? Like, what am I interviewing them about? Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm asking them about their their work, but this is this video is gonna be about some other project in their life, you know? Like, what a what is the thing that we're asking them? I don't I don't know that goes. I guess that kind of leads into this next question that I kind of have for you guys: is how do you go about like picking out the right questions? Mm. You know? Yeah, this
1: is this is something that was also super prevalent and one of like the first, the very first things I learned or observed really at a high level about interviewing, uh, because there's always, I mean, there are companies who, in my opinion, will cross that boundary of integrity and just put words in their subject's mouth. Whatever they want for their video, they're going to get because they're going to give them a script to say, basically. Mm -hmm. And that just was never, I I never subscribed to that type of thinking for an interview. I don't care what it is because I want it to be authentic and I want the person to say what they want to say. Granted, I mean, you can manipulate it in posts, you know, a lot of people do that as well. And sometimes even we will do it just to tighten things up here Mm -hmm. and there and whatnot. But that's where the actual like creation of your questions and thinking through, if I, if my story needs to go like this, if, if my story arc is like this and they're playing this part, what questions do I need to ask in order to get them to talk about this thing this thing this thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm not feeding them a script saying, "Hey, can you say something about this?" or "Hey, can you say this?" I'm I have actually taken the time to think through a question that gets them there naturally. So I'm not manipulating anything. Mm-hmm. They're not feeling manipulated and forced to say something they don't want to say. Right. So I found that to be so important in in prepping an interview is like actually taking the time to formulate these questions that have real body, have real meaning Mm -hmm. and real strategy behind why you're asking them. And that even comes down to the order that
0: you're asking them and how, and the flow of the conversation, how you want that to go. That's great. Yeah. I think typically it'll, it's almost in like kind of a chronological order. And again, it depends on the the nature of the content that you're shooting. Yeah. Just being strategic. So like for this shoot, we're trying to really get these uh, subjects to, tell us why they're passionate about their career. They were they received awards for being nominated to, as the top people in their industry in Omaha. Mm-hmm. And so they clearly like have a level of passion for their job. And yeah. so our job as the interviewers is to pull that out of them as yeah. best as we can. And right. so we're going to ask everyone the same set of questions, but those questions mm-hmm. need to be strategically formulated around getting them to express the the more feely side of things. Now, obviously, we need a few things here and there of like, more practical or technical or whatever but the majority of this video is trying to capture the emotion and inspire people Mm -hmm. um and so the questions are formulated in that way it's not really so much of trying to pull out storytelling or specific you know examples or stories but really just trying to capture the emotion and the why and the purpose and the motivation and so yeah yeah, structuring your your questions uh one thing that we learned is like Never, ever, ever let your client decide the questions that they're going to ask. Yeah, uh, we made this mistake way too many times. We were very uh, hands off because we didn't want to like step on their toes. But we've realized that we're the consultants, we're the experts in this area, and so at the very least, taking and reviewing the cl- the questions that your client wants you to ask, yeah. and adding your own suggestions, bringing your own ideas to the table, or yeah. you know, can we word this? a little bit differently. Um, and so, yeah, that's a huge part of it is just being strategic with those questions that you're asking.
3: Yeah. One of the things that I think we did early on is sometimes it's little, a little daunting when you have to do like 10 or 15 interviews or 20 or sometimes 30. I think we did 30 one time, 35, yeah. 40, A-tech. Yeah. Like 45, a 45. <laughs> yeah, so it was, a, it was a crap load. Yeah. It's a lot. And so you, you get like into the mode of like, okay, okay we got to set up make sure light looks good. Audio's rolling. We're good. All right, cool. Go. Just let's get it done. And it's, you know, 45 different personalities. I mean, it's a lot and you're just talking all day. So you're just like, let's get it done. Let's get it done. Let's get it done. Then you bring it into the editing room and you're like, all of this sucks. I'm not going to use any <laughs> we didn't of this. Get we didn't get anything. We yeah. got like, he said his name and that's it. <laughs> oh, he smiled in this clip. We can put him in the intro. Like, yeah. literally, like, like that's what we're running into because we wouldn't take ownership of, of some of those mm-hmm. scenarios and we'd let, like Austin said, the the client take over and ask the questions and it's like, it was just su- super cringe. So you just kind of have to get over yourself and and just take authority and, and ask those questions because, again, like we are the professionals. Yeah. professionals. That's why we were hired. And so we've, you know, it only took us like five years to get there. But, you <laughs> yeah. know, we're, we're there now and we've we've realized the value we bring when we step in the room and we can actually show up and, and bring the best out of people.
0: Yeah, here's the thing. If you're doing video, whether you're freelance or up to agency chances are that you're going to be shooting talking head interview at some point or another. Right. For some of you, it may make up a good majority of your business yeah. shooting talking head content. Yeah. And so learning what can make the difference between you getting the answers that you plan for mm-hmm. and you producing and pulling the absolute best that you can out of somebody. Yeah. There's a very, very big difference. Mm-hmm. You can conduct an interview or you can have someone like this literally just happened to us with this nurse issue each of these people were in our studio for maybe 10 minutes mm-hmm. yeah. a piece. I mean, the interviews are yeah. very short, five questions. I don't think one of them went over 10 minutes. So we have 10 minutes with these people to build rec- build rapport, make them feel comfortable doing something they're not used to doing, pull things out of them, help them, coach them, all of these things. You have 10 minutes to make an impact on them. Right. We had people that in those 10 minutes were blown away at the experience that they had working with us. Yeah. That's what we're trying to get down to here today yeah. is it's, it's an art form you can produce an interview and it's gets the job done or you can produce an interview and it's a completely different experience for the client Mm -hmm. uh, and you get a completely different product for it. And so prepping that's one part of it kind of prepping your questions on the front end, I think can really, really help set you up for success. Um, But now let's talk about, okay, you've got your questions in place, you're set up, your talent walks into the room. Oh, right Mm -hmm. before that. Yeah. uh, If you're not good at writing, uh, there's a really great
2: system. <laughs> Chat that can use. GPT. ChatGPT. ChatGPT. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right. Which I used to write these questions, yeah. and of course, I looked over them. Again, it's a tool; it's not right, going to replace right. creative thought. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. But I'm not a specialist in this industry. Yep. So right. for me to try to think of relevant questions to ask these people, I understand what's a good question and what's a bad question. So I can right. have ChatGPT. I said, "Hey, write me five questions." for these people that are winning this award in this industry in this city. Mm-hmm. And it wrote me five really, really great questions. Yeah, super sick. The Actually, I think was, it wrote me six and I think I deleted one cause it was irrelevant, yeah, but like yeah. again, but the client was really happy with blown them. away and it was, and just, they were better than I could have thought of. Yeah, if I had spent hours researching, yeah, yeah. like they were better than the questions I would have came up with. So
3: yeah, just be smart and use your resources. I don't know if you're an AI
0: fan or not. Just, just come to the dark side because <laughs> <Just, laughs> AI vivid. is freaking awesome. Well, here's the thing. So, I didn't get into this business to write interview questions. So it's not it's not my main passion. If I can in 10 mm-hmm. seconds have five banger interview questions, yep. and then I can use what I'm good at, yep. which is listening to the person tell their story, latch on to certain things they're saying, and then have them tell me more about that to mm-hmm. ultimately pull what we're actually getting at. Because yeah. I think yeah. this whole thing is like you're holding their hand, guiding them through. Right. The questions are not necessarily what you want answers to. It's what they're going to get into as they're answering the question yeah. that then you can go further down into that I think is where you really get the gold in interviews.
2: Facts. Yeah. Like you just need a, a base level, like a foundation essentially yeah. Yeah. Yep. for you to get yourself in that door. Cause yep. none of us know other than probably Darren know a lot about nursing or and still nursing world. And like, you know, like, so it's like a, it's it's really more a foundational piece for yep. you to get in the door, which is the starting you, point. Yeah. The way to, to be able to ask these questions. Cause, we don't know anything about them, yeah. like, yep. you know? And so, like, once they do come in and they're like, oh, they kind of know a little bit about our industry. Mm-hmm. We really don't. We're just asking questions <laughs> yeah, to right. get to know more about yeah. your industry, you know?
0: Yep. Yeah, it helps a lot. Um, before we get too much into, like, the art of asking questions and pulling more out of people, mm. before, like, as the client or the talent mm. is walking into the room, I think there's a lot of, of practical steps that we've just kind of... Uh, adopted naturally i don't know that we have like a a spreadsheet yeah. you know sop for it but i think right. after this last week we could probably create one yeah um so let's walk through kind of the, the dynamic of as the talent's walking into the room um what are some things that we're doing and just to quickly touch on the technical aspects I really don't want to talk about lighting, camera setup, whatever. We're doing a two-camera setup. B-cam's on a slider. We're using a softbox as our key light and a pavo tube as our backlight. We're doing a two-light setup, and we're yep. shooting into the shadow side right. of their face. Yep. We got a nice, soft, kind of, rappy, Rembrandt-style lighting, and that's all that there needs to be said about that yep. um, in terms of lighting setup. But as they're walking into the room, you know, maybe one of us is setting up the slider. So let's just walk through from the moment yeah. the person walks into the room what happens
1: i think what we're really good at and what everyone you know should adopt is right away your hospital hospitable. Sorry, right away you're hospitable. You're introducing yourself first. We just knock them out <laughs> <Your> hospital. <laughs> we put those in the Excuse hospital. me, sir, would you like a band-aid <laughs> you put him or in the an hospital. IV bag maybe? <laughs> right away. Put them <laughs> in a casket. <laughs> <laughs> hospitable. You show them who's <laughs> boss. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, you, you greet them, introduce yourself first if you haven't already met them. Mm-hmm. Um, in our instance, we do have like waters and coffee and thing to offer them. So just really making them comfortable right when they walk in the door. And that doesn't have to be the whole team. Sometimes it is if we're all standing there, but it doesn't have to be this overwhelming giant welcome. It's just get one person to acknowledge that they're here and that you're excited
0: that they're here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the recommendation I would have for that is whoever on your team is, if that's just you, it's you, obviously. But if you have other people on team, like have the person who's the friendliest around people do yeah. that. A lot of times that's Darren. You yeah. know, he's our vibe carrier, culture carrier, 100%. He's, he's really the person that when people meet him, they they remember Darren yes. and he leaves an impact on them and he has that unique ability to kind of leave an impact on people in a very short amount of time. So usually what's sure. happening, Darren's introducing himself, he's cracking a couple jokes, he's, you know, you want a latte like People don't offer, like, do you want a latte when they (laughs) walk in to do an interview? So it almost, like, catches them off guard in a really good way of, like, (laughs) oh, wow, like, you're offering to make me a latte right now? even a black
1: coffee. is a latte. It's, like, kind of a joke, but
0: actually we'll make you a latte because we care about you and we want to serve the crap out of you. And we're going to give it to you in, like, a glass jar that you can take with you home. Like, like, bro, you don't get that. So (laughs) So tip number one, like... Get in a spirit. Be freaking machine. friendly. Yeah. yeah. Like it's not Just be a nice person. BFF. It can be hard, but that's nice. a big part of it. Because you have to realize 95% of the people that you're interviewing probably have never done this before. Yeah. Right. right. So It's up to you, they don't know you. They're walking in, they're nervous, they're thinking about their answers, they're meeting people that they don't know, they have all these lights and cameras and microphones in their face. Mm -hmm. It's on you and up to you to make them feel comfortable as soon as possible.
3: Yeah, so that's like one of my biggest passions too, is yeah, they come in the room, it doesn't matter who they are or who they're with or what they're doing, it's just, hey, how are you doing? My name is Darren, like, how can I serve you? How can I help you? We have water, we have cold water, we have room temp water, and we have a latte if you'd like and then show them where the bathrooms are, and then, cool, we're going to get started. Um, just walk downstairs into the studio. Um, the rest of the guys are in there. Just make it feel like you know our home is your home. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, we'll get started in a few minutes. Just let them kind of breathe, mm-hmm. let them hang out. I'm usually going to probably just make up something or figure out some way to connect with them. This time, it was nurses. So I mean, I was like, hey, my wife's a nurse, and where are you at? And oh, you're at Methodist too? And I could literally just use that as leverage and then it led into like talking about dogs with one person and then because my dog was here. And so that's a great icebreaker. Dogs are great. My dog is freaking awesome and everyone loves my dog. (laughs) No, I'm just biased, but, I That's do, true. Everyone but she, loves Lola. But everyone that meets her was like, oh, I love dogs. I have two. And like, it just broke the ice right away. Um, A couple of the other other things, like talking to the husband that was with one of them, like mm-hmm. he's not there to do interview, but I was like, oh, he's a homie. Like, let's talk. Let's yeah. chat. Let's see what you're into. Like, if their shirt says something. Like... There's a lot of like little things that just people want to talk about, but you just have to kind of dig. Just asking about themselves. And you can learn their personality pretty quickly. Like if they're a little shy, if they're a little bubbly, like Mm -hmm. just whatever type so that when they're sitting down now, the person, me is interviewing you. And I just learned about you. We talked about dogs and laughed for a little bit. Now it's like, all right, cool. It's like, let's just do this. It's going to be super quick and painless. Like we're just going to have some fun. Cool. Here we go. And, and they're like, usually like, ah, cool. This feels good. And and they're ready to go. And and they're not stressed out. They're not oh, like, right. And sometimes they are. And we take a little time with that person. After they sit down, they're like, cameras are here. Okay. Like <laughs> this feels a little weird, but like, Hey, it's all good. Like, we're gonna chop you up, and one of the things we always say: we're gonna chop, <laughs> we're gonna you, chop up. you up. No, no. <laughs> we're saying. gonna
0: chop you up into little pieces <laughs> and
3: put you oh, in nah. our freezer. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> I <wasn't Sorry>. done. <laughs> so what I'm saying is, like, oh, we're gonna good. chop your like your chop video up, and we're shooting you, two angles. So we'll make you sound like a rock star, and yeah, I, I yeah, think yeah. that we that line, that, a lot. Yeah. that line has uh, really worked for people to feel confident because we're like, hey, we're you know, no matter what, if you mess up or if we hear that you mess up, we'll have you restate that, the thing that you said. Um, if you don't like what you said, you can re-say it. Mm. Um, and we can, you know, go line by line if they're really, really nervous. And we'll we'll chop it up and we'll make it sound awesome and make you sound like a rock star. And usually after that line, they're like, cool, I'm in a room with professionals. I'm good. Right. And uh, yeah. we usually
0: can really start from that moment and the interview goes great. And yeah. usually while this is taking place, because you also need to be efficient on set. So if this is just you, you could be doing this as you're doing other things, setting up, you know, yeah. testing audio, making sure that the angle's right, people are different heights, so you have to raise or lower the tripod, whatever. Right. As someone is talking and warm, that's why it's really nice to have multiple people when you're doing interviews. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but while someone's talking, getting the person warmed up, breaking the ice, being friendly, that's when you take the opportunity to finish your lighting touches, get the microphone in the right place, uh, testing audio even right. as they're just having a conversation back and forth. You can kind of yep. get a good gauge for your audio levels. And so that's a way you can kind of save time, kill two birds with one stone. And then really that brings us to we've kind of prepped them. Um, a, a recommendation I would maybe give is have them sit or stand in the area that you want them to be in mm-hmm. as you're doing all of this because yeah. that is important for lighting. Mm-hmm. Um, so we usually just, hey, If you don't mind, you can have a seat right here. Once I sit down, then we'll start kind of having a conversation so that we can set uh, our angles and lighting and everything like that. So now we've reached the official point of we're hitting record. We're starting the interview. Um, What are some things that we because I think another key is because these people are nervous, they're not pros at this. Yeah you can very easily overwhelm them with a lot of instructions and overcomplicating things. And I've mm-hmm. I, we've worked with people before who we've yeah. done an interview with them and afterwards they're like, wow, that was so easy. Like we did this with a team last year and like <laughs> they just, it was so complicated and yeah, I, it right. made me so nervous. And so I think you can very easily overwhelm them. So what are the simple things that we do to, Darren mentioned, you know, coaching them through, hey, we, we'll make you sound amazing. So don't mm-hmm. worry about it. Yeah, yeah. But if you say, something and you don't like how you said it just give us a quick pause say that sentence again as many times as you want to get it right yeah what are some of the other things that we kind of do to help set them up for success it's a lot of encouragement
1: and reassurance and in what they're doing Mm -hmm. as as we get into the questions Mm -hmm. um a little bit of that instruction is you know you you kind of lay it on as you go and as it as it comes up and just reassure them they're doing a great job um they look great they're sounding really good um, as conversational as I can make it, that's the sweet spot. So yeah. it doesn't sound like we feed you a question, you feed yeah. us a line onto the next. Yeah, Like that's, in my opinion, what you want to avoid the most. Yeah, And so, um, yeah, just just making it as chill an environment as you possibly can, making it seem like a normal conversation um, and really finding, because what I love is most often when you're interviewing somebody, they're not comfortable in this situation being in in front of cameras and in under lights and a microphone in front of their face a lot of times they're not comfortable in that but they're most likely a absolute pro at whatever you're asking them about right Mm -hmm. at at their at their industry of what they do they're a total pro so it's just how can we alleviate the stress of this moment so that we can really key into what you're passionate about and we can get that out of you yeah. for the interview yeah is really the goal
3: that's really good a really easy line that i'll use probably way too much is you're clearly passionate about this or you're clearly an expert and that's yeah. why you're here like mm-hmm. yeah thank you so much for what you do or how you do this or it's incredible like what your organization does yeah like mm-hmm. Just really building them, and it's not—I don't think it's false, like or not false. No, you're not being fake about it. Not being fake about it. It's like this is worthy of capturing. Like, right? Like, I want to know more about your story. I Mm -hmm. like, and you can even defer to like, I don't know much about your industry. Like, tell me this. Like, like you're actually wanting to know personally, rather than just I need to get
1: something from you. Yeah, I think that seems like a conversation. One hundred
0: percent. Which I think you do a really great job of. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Okay, so. I want to back up real Sorry. quick. I want to give two two <laughs> quick tips just before we... Because I think the bulk of this episode will be talking about how to pull the best out. And I, yeah, I don't want to... Yeah. Right. I want to come back to that for sure. Sure, sure. But before we get there, a couple quick pro tips. Number one thing we've learned, always have your subject say and spell their first and last name before... Yeah. Hit record. And before you ask them a question... Say it mm-hmm. again, Austin. Have them say and spell their Ooh. first and last name. And Ooh. Why, why would you do that? Because then you don't have to go chasing down the client, asking them to put together a list of names and to yep. attach photos to them oh, so you know hello. who the heck you're interviewing. Yeah, nice. y'all got some weird spelling names. <laughs> right. And I always usually will, if, if someone has a very interesting spelling name, I'll usually be like, I'm really glad we had you do that because there's no way I would have gotten that right. And my usually they get a little laugh out of that. My name's Frank.
3: P-H-R-Y-N-Q. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Nice. And that's Frank. So yeah, (laughs) ask them to say and spell their name. That way you have it. And if you misspell it and it was how they spelled it, then at least you can say it wasn't your fault. There you go. Um, Tip number two is, and this is really the only thing that I ask them to be mindful of. I really don't, I don't tell them like, try not to say um or uh or any of that because then they just get in their head. Yeah, don't do that. The only thing I tell them is, if you could try to remember to rephrase the question at the beginning of your answer, that would be helpful. And Mm -hmm. I use the example every time of if I asked you, what is your favorite color? You would start by saying, my favorite color is blue or whatever that color is. Mm -hmm. So it's giving context to the question that was asked. What inspired you to become a nurse? What inspired me to become a nurse was this. Um, That can help you just tell the story better because if they just start off with, my dad was a nurse and so I wanted to become a nurse instead of, I was inspired to become a nurse because I always saw my dad being a nurse and that made me want to become a nurse. It changes everything. It just, you don't have to put yourself asking the question. It may be really basic, stupid tip, but uh, I think it's important because if you don't have that context, it just, it's really hard to tell a story. And the edit too, you're having to... Yeah, it's tougher for sure. You can't
3: use the statement that they used at the top of the video because it doesn't really point to the context of which you're wanting the video to go so you have to use that phrase like later after as like an and statement and it just doesn't flow as nice and and you don't have as much i guess
0: wiggle room to to put the story together i guess Mm -hmm. yep so yeah that's pretty much it and then i think another thing that uh can help put them at ease and something that we do sometimes sometimes we don't um is putting somebody maybe next to the camera or a couple feet away from the camera. And having that person ask the question so that they're just talking directly to them, um, I think it can kind of help them get out of the looking into a camera lens and the whole lights, camera action, kind of stage fright. uh, I think it just makes them more comfortable. So those are are my tips for kind of pre-actually starting the interview. So now we can...
2: I think, well, even like nine out of 10 times, the person that's in front of the camera, they're supposed to be there. So if that person wants to open up, and wants to talk about the thing they're really good at, the profession mm-hmm. they're they're in or whatever it is, whatever story you're looking at. You just have to try to figure out how to get that out of them. Yep. Yeah. Like f- the first thing you said, it's making them feel comfortable. Yep. So if you're by yourself and you have to do all of this by yourself, set it up, keep talking to them, keep asking them questions. I think a lot of the times that we also do is we hit record right away. Right before anything, and we just start setting audio levels and everything, just because they're like, "Oh, the camera's been running this whole time. I didn't even notice that." Yeah, and like a lot of the times, people feel comfortable. Mm. They're like, "Oh, I've been talking in front of the camera the whole time. Wow, I didn't. I would have never even noticed that the camera was on." It's really because I think you get this like really like people get this perspective of like like the way they used to do it, like back then, where it was like, "Oh." Red light's on, camera's on, right, we're recording, right. we're live, or, you know, like, yeah, yeah. most people don't really know what that looks like to be in front of camera, sure. and they, like, think of this, like, intimidating thing of, like, oh, my gosh, people are going to see me, people are going to know what I'm saying, you know, but I, I think a lot of the times, once you tell them, like, oh, we've been recording this whole time, like, then they're like, oh, I'm just having a conversation with them, right, yeah, right. and it makes them feel even more comfortable. Yeah, that's great. And I think that's that's the way to do it. It Just keep talking to them. Keep asking them questions. And even like when you start off, you like ask them to spell their first and last name. But you're also more so just asking them more stuff, which I think even along the lines of that, it's like the more you're asking, the more comfortable they're getting. Yeah. The more they're like, oh, this guy isn't here to just ask me stuff. He really wants to know what I'm talking about or what I'm going to talk about. You know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. And that that concept right there is birthed from great listening skills during an yeah. interview, which yeah. I think so many people forget to do. And sometimes, even admittedly so, some interviews that I am conducting, I forget to do that as well because I'm like, okay, as they're speaking, I'm trying to think of where yeah. the what the next question is going to be, where the story's, you know, kind of leaning and mm-hmm. what direction we're going in. But truthfully, like listening is the the most important part to your interview because you have to in order to make it conversational, you have to draw from what they're giving you. Yeah. And so you may have to step away from your question list and ask a few other questions. Yep, or yeah, right. your question yeah. list may get better during the interview yeah, based totally. on what they're telling you. Right. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. if you're not actually listening to the words coming out of their mouth and you're just like you ask one question, they start talking. Do you Sorry. hear the words coming out of my <laughs> that's mouth that's
0: like okay words that are coming out of my mouth I was like he's got something over there I was there. like oh dude did you nobody understand the word that
3: are coming out of your mouth nobody understand the no. word that are coming out of your mouth
1: <laughs>
2: oh,
3: sorry so
1: good. nice that's okay I literally was like to, to a squirrel <laughs> <laughs> no but yeah You, I mean you just you have to listen to what they're saying yeah. nothing's more cringy than you ask them something they say something and they already said it yeah and then you ask them yeah. the next thing and yeah. they just said it and you're oh. like what
0: Because because you didn't listen to what they said. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I also feel like it's kind of like, yeah, you just have to be open to the natural flow of it. You can come back to your questions. Like so many times you'll just continue down the rabbit hole that they're giving you because that's what they want to talk about. And Mm -hmm. so you just tell me more about that or, oh, something that I asked you like sparked a little bit of passion. Cool. Let's go down that road. And sometimes you have to, on the other hand, sometimes you have to be like, Okay. This person just really like maybe isn't very passionate about it or at least they're not willing to show it or talk about it. And so for there are certain interviews where like maybe we'll skip a question or mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, we will we'll just yeah. get through the questions because we know that any delay and if the more that we linger on this specific interview, it's actually just going to be a waste of time because yeah. it's it's not the right subject for yeah. it. And so yep. you can kind of feel that out too. And that happens I think when you're with the client, and they're like, oh, we're going to go get Dave. Yeah, we'll just pull him over we'll here quick him for in an interview. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Dave, <laughs> hey, you're still down to do an interview, right? Yep, yep. He's <laughs> yeah. like, oh, I yeah, guess. Try so to like, avoid that if possible. I've yeah.
3: been here 72 years, and I, you know. <laughs>
2: hey, but those 72 years, guys, sometimes they say some stuff that you're <laughs> oh, like, oh, yeah, okay. honey, dude. No, well, you can sure. usually like tell. Dave
0: hey, Dave, come back. Right. You yeah, yeah, can usually tell, I think, within the first, like, 30 seconds of meeting somebody, and, like, just even the icebreakers, you can almost get a feel right away for yeah, like, is yeah. this person going to be worth diving yep. deeper with or yeah, not? Yeah. And some people are so good that we're like, okay, like keep talking. let's let's Stay hang on here. this moment. Yep, we're Don't done with go. questions. Yeah. We're gonna ask, we're gonna continue yeah. to go mm-hmm. as far as we can because this is ultimately what we're looking for, is yeah. what we've got right here. And once you get them to that point of just sharing from their heart or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it is where it's, yep. it's most natural organic form. Mm-hmm. Like that's when you have to just continue to pull and just keep trying to get more out of them.
2: For sure. Right? Yeah. I think you said it, you said stepping out of the questions that you have, like the more you listen, the more you're going to be like, like even as yourself, listening you're like oh i'm really curious about that like can you talk a little bit more about that because i think at the end of the day like what you're doing in interviews and you're just trying to get a testimony out of that person of Mm -hmm. sharing their life so that people can see it and feel and and just be in the same situation that they're in and i think a lot of the time that we we do it the first one it goes a little rough sometimes because we're we're asking the set questions that we have Mm -hmm. and then we're like ah We should have done that. We should have done this. And I think like even you added that last question at the end. I think it was in the second interview. And I was like, oh, wow, like that changes everything. Like We need to keep asking that question. Mm -hmm. And I think you learn that as you're going. But I think it's also like if you have like 50-some interviews or you have 10, 15 interviews, Mm -hmm. I think you staying in the parameters of those questions that you have is a good idea. Yeah, Like don't just... Take the questions and be like, oh, I didn't really like that one. Throw it out the window. I didn't like that one. Let me ask, let me ask something else for every single person. Well, then you have a completely different right, video right. and you don't even know what the storyline is anymore. Yeah. But like once you're pulling it out of the people that, that are saying the things that you want to hear, like keep pulling that out. Yeah. But if it's yeah. not going in the direction that you think it is, cool. I'd love to hear your story and hear more about your life. I don't need that, so let me right. figure out how to defer it yeah. back to my questions that I needed, you know? Because yeah. I, I know, like, even when we used to do uh, the my stories for our church, mm-hmm. like, I would ask questions, and then it would go down this rabbit hole of, like, yeah, oh, they're telling me about when they were 13, <laughs> when they were 10, and <laughs> i I broke like, my leg when yeah. I was... <laughs> and you're just like, I don't need any of this, and it's right. just not going to be great. Because I remember, like, when I... So my story is basically, like, uh, sharing testimonies at our church, and we used to do videos of them, I remember the first one I did and I was like so excited and I was like, all right, cool. I'm going to get to ask questions. We sat there for an hour and a half. Oh, yeah. And I had to make an hour and a half video. Yeah. Into like four minutes. Into like four minutes. (laughs) Horrible. And I was like, (laughs) oh my gosh, what am I going to do? Like there's so much good stuff about it. Yeah. Mm Yeah. But in that moment, I was like, "Well, I mean, I can just take an L. Like at least I got to know this person, and I, oh, now I know their whole life story, <laughs> yeah. which is great. Yeah. But now I have to on the the back end. Now I have to sit down for hours and hours and hours, right, to get the story perfect. It's yeah. tough
3: because you don't want to be insensitive, and yeah. you want because people want to be seen, they want to be heard, yep, and they want to be listened to. And having good listening skills is a really big part of it. But yeah, when people are sharing their stories and the thing they things they've gone through, I'm Guilty of this. When I share, I, I like, open up the full book and, like, <laughs> right. start flipping hundreds of pages. Like, <laughs> Austin once, I think, before Mariah and I were married, we, like... My
0: story did like or, a, uh, love did a love story Love story for my wedding. Cause I oh, had an have. hour and 40 minutes of dialogue. Shut yeah. Cause up. and I was supposed to try to fit it into eight minutes oh, and I couldn't man. do it. I was still editing at the day of their wedding. Like str- I was like, no I was like, bro, way. I got this down to like 14 minutes. I can't get it any shorter. <laughs> and they're like, well, we don't have time to fit 14 minutes like in our wedding schedule. Dang. And I was like, well, it's going to have to work. Cause Sorry. I cannot, the con- can't cut any more out. <laughs> the context of that was though, the reason we wanted, there was a Dude, lot of story to tell.
3: We had like, 350 people at our wedding and yeah. I didn't know a lot of her family and she didn't know a lot of mine yet. And so we wanted very much for Jesus to be the center of oh, our marriage. Oh, got it. And so like we I shared essentially like my whole testimony cuz yeah, yeah, none yeah. of my fam- my family had known I gave my life to Jesus and was like following the Lord but like they didn't really get it. And like mm-hmm. they saw me find this beautiful girl. That's my wife now. And then like seeing my life change and they're not seeing me like post depressing things on Facebook. And I just like, I wanted to bring like a cohesiveness and give God glory through it. And so I was like, we got to do a love story. But when when me and Austin went to uh, that mole hall's Mm-hmm. And we just popped up in a greenhouse, like in the back, and just like yeah. we were chilling for like two hours. Just Dang. like, and he was just asking me questions, and we were just kind of hanging out. Yeah, it wasn't yeah, like, sure. a, it yeah, really it was chill. fine. It was, chill. it depends yeah. so yeah. much
0: on the type of project. And yeah. I think, right, I think it just comes back to good question design because mm-hmm. you could ask yeah. someone, Hey, tell me about your life story leading up to you accepting Jesus, mm-hmm. or you could ask someone, Hey, tell me about the singular moment where your life changed tra- like where your life turned around yeah, it's a big, tell me about when you hit rock bottom like right, yeah. a specific moment and asking because you know like if you're putting together a my story you know that you need to have some backstory mm-hmm. you need to have the, yeah. the conflict and the pain and the struggle then you need to have the turnaround the transformation the and then you yeah. need to have the future and yeah. the result and the the fruit and whatnot and so yep. Yeah, just knowing the the arc of your storyline, if the video you're making is super emotional and inspirational, the majority of your questions and your time spent with people should be trying to pull emotion out of them, not yeah. get them to say words. Yeah. yeah. However, if you're interviewing someone for something else, whether it's news related or informational or if it's a, a course or something like that, yeah. that's a little bit different. Right. Um like I think of when we're working with Todd Smith, like With Todd Smith, we have to just hit record and let him talk for two (laughs) hours. And then we take it back and we cut it up into videos. But we've learned, like, trying to curate questions and ask him questions, it just doesn't work with his personality type. And so you really have to... You can learn your uh, Yeah, you have to cater to the types of client, the type Mm -hmm. of project. Um, But these are just generally, for the majority of our interviews, I think think this is applicable.
2: So do you think, like, going back to that, though, do you think they can change the way they've done it before? So, like, for example, the the Todd Smiths you're talking about, like, you guys also did that with uh, the other uh, St. Robert's, and they you guys had, like, hours of footage. Yep. But then he, like, curated a yeah. couple questions, and it completely changed their minds. Totally. And they were like, oh, wow. You mean I can answer everything in two sentences? I don't have to talk about my whole life story. I don't have to do that. So, like, what if you're you're a solopreneur and you're doing this all by yourself and you're like listening and you're like, dude, I suck at asking questions, <laughs> bro. My wife's be telling me to listen. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> I am listening, you know, like it's crazy. Right. But he's like asking himself these questions or maybe her and she's like trying to figure out like, how do I ask good questions? Cause mm. you don't just wake up and you go, Oh, I know how to ask every question right. you can think of. Like mm-hmm. how do you put yourself in that situation where you're like, I am listening, but I'm just not asking the right questions. Like, yeah, how do you go about asking the right questions of, you know, for that interview or whatever you're doing there? Like, how do you go about what asking what that question? What
1: or? I do is I figure out what is my ideal script. Like, if I were to write a script, mm. what would I want them to say in an ideal world? We sit down. This is exactly how I envision it, and to the point where I have written out, I'll draw my story arc. And I'll write lines based on who I'm interviewing of okay. ideally what do I want them to say. Yeah. And then I ask myself, what would someone have to ask me for me to say that? Mm. And then I formulate my questions based on that. That's good. I just I just put myself in that situation and figure out what needs to be asked in order to get this or something like this. Um, and that's why Trev is in charge of pre-production. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So
3: the day's is wrapped yep. or, or the interview is <coughs> wrapped. Mm-hmm. W- w- how do we kind of close that? Whether that's 10 minutes or an hour or whatever that it looks like with that person that you're interviewing. Um, how do you kind of just like wrap? Not like, all right, see you later. But right. like, yeah, what do we, what do we do? Yeah. And what do we feel like works? Well, we usually,
0: we just depending get on the back out of here. Yeah. <laughs> just, well, <laughs> see you. Peace out. We'll see you in there. Thank Bye goodness, goodness <laughs> that's over. <laughs> um, I feel like we usually end our interviews just opening it up to, Hey, is there, is there anything else that you'd like to share? Is there anything that you feel that we'd missed? Or Mm -hmm. is there a question that you wish we'd asked that we didn't something along those lines, just to give them an an opportunity. If there is something else they wanted to share that we didn't touch on, give them an opportunity. And then I would say, I just, I thank them very seriously and sincerely for their Mm -hmm. time. Um, Thank you for taking your time out of your day to come do this. Thank you for being so willing and able and cooperative. Um, it was great to meet you and mm-hmm. just yeah really just trying to make the best impression and have them leave for their day feeling great yeah, yeah. no I, I would agree with all of that I think yeah walking them out
3: to just like talking with yeah. them as they gather their things just not being like oh we got what would you, what we needed like see you later but just like hey thank you so much thanking sincerely mm-hmm. I think is great and then um yeah, yeah just like I can't wait like to put this together. This is going to be awesome. I can't wait for you to see it. Just like, so they have some, something to look forward to. Um, and just really affirming them for, for bringing, taking their time and coming in and doing what they did. So,
0: um, yeah, that's always been really good. I was just going to say just setting any (laughs) expectation. If there is any of like, Hey, I don't know if, you know, the clients had a chance to chat with you yet, but I think Mm -hmm. this is going to be going live here in a few weeks. So you should be able to see it. If you know any of those details, which I think it's probably healthy to know, like yeah. from your client, hey, are you planning on sending this to the people that were in it beforehand so mm-hmm. they can see it? Um, and if you know those details, just pra- pra- uh, just passing those on to them of, yeah. hey, here's when you can exe- expect to see it. Right. Um, and then just, yeah, encouraging them again that they did a great job.
2: Yeah. yeah. I think a practical step too is literally just asking them and just saying, oh, this is all the questions I had. How did you feel it went? And mm. most of the times you'll get like, the answers that you're looking for, which is like, Oh, I thought it went great. But sometimes I feel like you'll, you might run into those people that are like, Oh, that wasn't great. And you, you can like literally keep talking to them and just have the camera keep rolling and don't cut until, until they feel like they're good, which I think even like a lot of the times that I've done, like the, the interview process of the, my stories and stuff like that. A lot of the times, uh, some of the things that I pull from, have come after we were done asking the question Mm -hmm. after
0: they think you cut because then they're like at ease
2: and it's like, cool. Now it's just us talking. Yeah. And then you get more out of them than you would have like, you would have wanted more and you get it more because of they feel like, Oh, now I can be myself, which I think a lot of the times people will think that way of like, Oh, I have to act a certain way in front of camera. Yeah. Oh, I have to be a certain person. And then you get to that point and they're like, Oh,
0: wow, that was great. I
2: feel great now. And like, now you can thank them and you can, they, they'll probably ask you the question that you just said of like, oh, when can I get Can I get a copy of this? I think you should always be like, yeah, you can get a copy of this. Uh, I'll just have to ask whoever's in charge of it, if they can get you a copy, but like making sure, like taking that next step of like asking that person that you're working with, hey, is there any way we can get a copy of this? Or can you send an email out to them? Or can you contact them to make sure that they know that they're getting this? Or if they're not, make sure they know that as well. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. then they're looking at you like, hey, you promised me I'm going to get this video. <laughs> yeah. You promised me I'm going to get these pictures. And you're like, uh, I I, didn't promise you anything. I told you that I'd talk to the client about it. Right. Because they're the ones ultimately making the decision yeah. to give this to you or not.
0: Yeah. Yep. For sure. Yeah. A lot can come out even after you hit stop, record, or don't. Mm-hmm. I'd probably recommend just not if you're going to keep talking. But I think that's like, what all of this boils down to the art of interviewing is getting people to feel like they're just having a conversation with you. Yeah, I think yeah. is what all of this boils down to. All the all of the the warming up to them and breaking the ice and trying to make them feel comfortable. It's so that they'll just talk to you like a human and not like you're a camera in front of their face. Yeah, and yep. so um, yeah, that's no that's really good.
3: Yeah, I just feel like, you know. Encouragement time.
2: Encouragement time. Wow.
0: So that was, nice. That was <laughs> nice we got a button for it now check it out
3: wow yeah to- well. oh <laughs> oh Yeah. so excited yeah all right encouragement, encouragement
0: <laughs> to- all right one more time just just yeah Wow, it's so good. I feel so encouraged. Good. I want to sing listening. along every time. I know it's, it's tough. Yeah, it's hard. We, not we—it it, it, kind of defeats the purpose because we. It'd be great for you two to sing that mm. along with it. But yeah, or we could sing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just pay someone to make a jingle and then just ruin it. Yeah, right. <laughs> anyway, it's encouragement time. Who's got yeah. an encouragement for us? I got an
3: encouragement.
2: Oh, for sick. Let's, Let's go. go Ray. Ray. Let's go. Ready. That so, camera, that camera, sorry, just kidding. <laughs> That camera, that camera, that camera, all of That them. camera, listen here. <laughs> uh, this week's encouragement. Uh, so I've been listening to a lot of podcasts recently, and every single one of them has basically said the exact same thing, and it's to take risks. And I know you've heard this time and time again of like, oh, I need to take a risk. Oh, I need to do this. I need to do that. And I think a lot of the times that we think about taking a risk, we think about, oh, I, I hate my job. It's just telling me to quit my job and leave it right now and go do whatever I want to do with the passion that I have. And I, I think that that's the misconception of everybody is that taking a risk means just doing it step at a time. So whether that looks like you're stepping out of your boundary a little bit of like, hey, I've always wanted to shoot photos. OK, what's the first thing you can do? Get a camera or go go to start taking pictures on your phone. Like it doesn't need to be this big elaborate thing Mm -hmm. that you think in your head. I think you taking the risk to just take that step in the next direction. is like literally God's asking you to go in this path and you're like, no, I want to stay in this path. But if you take a, a step in that path, you're like slowly opening up to something bigger than you could have imagined. So that's my encouragement for you guys today is Take a risk and whatever that looked like in your life. Sick. Yeah. All right. I love, love it. it.
0: If there's something that you've been scared of doing. Just do it. Go just. do it. I know. Like, for me, I get a ton of life when we just decide because there's a lot of decisions. There's a lot of paths you could go down. There's a lot yeah. of different risks you could take. And so it's like, well, which one do I do? And I think, just do one. Like, yep. We've. I'm sick of trying to decide. And so like, I'm yeah. ready to just decide a direction yeah. and start running in that direction. For and sure. what I've learned through experience is when we've done that, God's right behind it every mm-hmm. single time. And yeah. it's crazy how fast things can change. Um, yeah. When you're willing to just take action on something. Yep. Love it.
2: Amazing. All right, let's get back into the episode.
0: So yeah, guys, all of this really comes down to um, serving your clients. Well, I mean, I think it really, at the end of the day, it comes back to loving people. Yep. If you don't love people or you don't like people, I think you're going to have a really hard time with this, uh, with this business and industry in general. Mm -hmm. But specifically with interviewing clients, I think you're going to not like it very much if you don't really enjoy being around people. If you don't care what people have to say and care about people's lives. And uh, I think if you can get a genuine desire to learn and care about whatever that person has to say, whatever their experience is, and you can... I I guess I don't know how to describe it, but it's like there's this level of like you just, you care about the person. I think that's, it's like this intangible thing, but it's like if you just care about people, the rest of this will kind of work itself out. If you don't care about people, then you're just probably going to go through the motions and it's going to be a basic interview and you might get a result and it might be okay. Yeah, But if you can... Go a step deeper and uh, really care and and think from from their perspective and try to put yourself in their shoes um, and listen intently and be thinking and concentrating and present the whole time. Don't be thinking about the next question that you're going to ask, Right. be thinking about what they're saying right now and where you can take that next. And there's a lot of things to think about. You're thinking about the edit and how this can fit in with Mm -hmm. the other interviews and what else you can pull out that you don't have yet. So there's a lot more. I mean, we could talk about this subject for hours, Right. but there's literally so much to talk about with
1: inflection and how you ask questions and And making sure they end on a good inflection. Like they meant what they said and there's, there's a ton to go deeper into and, But even still, we've said a lot about the art of interviewing. Hopefully now it's clear that it's not really something you can genuinely crush just by showing up and asking some questions. So, yeah, just we've said a lot. If it sounds like a lot, if you've you've never conducted an interview in this way, just try and implement one thing maybe that we've said today into your next interview and see how it changes your end product. See how much better it makes
0: your interview and in turn, how much better it makes the video. Heck yeah! It's awesome. Thank you guys so much for listening. As always, you can find us on YouTube. You can find us. Uh. You can yeah. find our channel on the YouTube. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Can't even tell yeah. when the one note is. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Find yeah. Find us yeah. on that YouTube. Yeah. Subscribe f- yeah. now. Yeah. Uh. Call it YouTube Studio. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> the Glory Boys Pod. Instagram, you know I am the man I'm Follow us on, the- on Twitter Just kidding, we don't have Twitter But we're on the YouTube, Facebook, we Instagram Twitter. <laughs> I guess we have a Twitter. Yeah, we get like ten thousand followers. Make sure to like and follow, <laughs> subscribe and hit the bell so uh. you don't miss out on when we drop new videos as well. When we <laughs> go in yeah. every Monday, yeah. every Wednesday we drop videos yeah. on the YouTube yeah. channel. Yeah. Everybody. That's all I got. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. no. Not every Monday and Wednesday, but oh, close enough. Anyways. So See you guys. We out. Yeah. Peace. Peace. <laughs>